subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are back with you again. We're excited to be with you and sharing time with you today. I'll do a nice quick intro. If you're new to Ninja, go check out Ninja Selling. There you can learn about all the upcoming events. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching or if you want some help along the Ninja path, we have a great group of coaches that you can find through that website under the coaching tab. We work with people all over the world. If you're listening to this in other countries, we do coach in Nicaragua, New Zealand, Dubai, the Cayman Islands. We can help you anywhere you are in the world. If you are looking at Ninja and going, man, I wish it was closer, coaching can assist you through this. And then we also have our mastery classes in there for Ninja Selling Installation graduates. So if you want to go check those out, you can see those in the calendar of events that we have coming up around those classes. With that being said, Matt, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, man. I'm fantastic, Garrett. How are you today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Had a nice good weekend. Got a chance to kick back a little bit and uh, yeah, hitting the road, hitting the ground, man, running. Yeah, well, you're hitting, hitting, hitting the road with your... You've been doing a lot more racing recently, which is awesome. And we're, don't worry, folks, no race car analogies going on today, but it's just been fun to, to see you get out there more and, and enjoy that because I know that's a big part of what you love to do. So I enjoy seeing it, man. I think the group of friends that I do it with, we've all decided how much we enjoy going and doing not only the racing, but just being together and doing this, that instead of it being like, oh yeah, there's an event coming up, we should all go do it. We're now hunting for events. And that's a, that's changed the dynamics of what it is that's going on because now they're going like, there's an event here. Here's another one. Here's the next date. Are we going to do this one? And at some point, I'm like, guys, like I actually need to work too. Like, <laughs> I do this other stuff. But yeah, we have been doing more racing. It's super fun. It's awesome. No analogies today. Don't worry. We're, we won't go there. Well, I shouldn't promise anything. Well, there are analogies today. I guess, yeah, we should never promise that there won't be car analogies. But we've talked about this one, and there's going to be some food analogies going on today. Be food. Uh, well, let's dive into it. Yeah, let's jump in. So I think... Yeah, this kind of came to me because I was watching, you know, with different people that we coach, we watch people, Matt, they come into a system and they want to crank it up to, let's say, a level 11, where they can sometimes burn themselves out really quickly doing that system. And they wonder why they're not being, you know, they can't sustain doing it. They'll do a couple of them. They're like, man, I got such great results. But they, they don't have a pattern and a play put in place to make that happen over and over again. The other side of it is we have people that come in that just want to check the box and they just want to get it done. And they get it out. They do it the simplest way they possibly can. And they go, boom, got that system done, moving along with it. And then there's, there's a middle group that finds a way to take a system and say, okay, I can show up. I can do it this way consistently. It gives me really good results. I got a nice, good touch point with the people. And at the same time, like I can do this. I can commit to making this happen all the time over and over and over again. And I think with business, sometimes we don't analyze our systems that we're doing, the uh, day-to-day systems that produce us new business and help our business grow. We don't look at them from this angle. We just look at them as like, get them done. Where this is where this analogy is going to come into play, Matt, that we were slightly talking about before, lightly talking about before we got on the recording today, which it's like making dinner at your house. 
we all have been making dinner at home for a very long time. All of you that are listening have been making dinner at home for a very long time. There are certain meals that are like special occasion wow meals. And there are certain times it's like, we just got to feed the family. Like, let's hit something on the way home and grab some food. For the most part, most of us have go-to sustainable meals that we're like, when we eat at home, we cook this. We've got like four or five go-to meals. It might be spaghetti. It might be chicken with some veggies and some rice. It might be having a steak and maybe some veggies. It might just be this thing that we're just like, these are our go-to meals. In my house, when I was growing up, we had spaghetti, we had clams and linguine. Gosh, we had like two others. A hamburgers was another one. Clams and linguine doesn't sound like a go-to easy meal, by the way. The pasta part, yeah, but the clams. Oh, my mom had clams and linguine down to a science. She just, a little bit of onions, thing of clams, let that simmer, get the pasta together, mix it all together, you're, you're good to go. She'd mastered it. So it turned in. This goes back to Matt, what you were talking about before we got on the phone. Okay. We're gonna, yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, well, <laughs> we're going to come back to this. See, this is how this is going to grow today. So just bear with us. So it's interesting that we have these, these sustainable meals that we go to, but we very rarely look at our systems in our business. So Matt, just for fun, I'm going to just look at like one system, like real estate reviews. We have people that create this amazing real estate review. It takes them an hour to put it all together. It is beautiful. We're going to call that the steak Wellington of dinner. We also have the check the box, get it out the door. Let's just get a couple pieces of paper together. We're going to stick them in a white envelope. We're going to mail it out. Or even more basic, just a few things, download a already pre-created report and email it. Okay, great. Thank you, Matt. That's the fast food of real estate reviews. <laughs> yeah. And then there's in the middle a very sustainable way that we're going to make great impact and we're going to get these things done. The one that takes an hour, you might do a couple of them and then you're like, you know what? I don't want to prepare this meal anymore. And then you got the fast food where at some point you're like, am I? is this even making an impact at all? What am I doing? And this is where we need to get into this middle part here, which is so powerful. So Matt, I know I haven't let you talk hardly at all this morning. <laughs> Jump on in, man. You set the stage well, because when you look at how we set up business, particularly as we're going into you know, business planning here, right? Is how do we design a sustainable business that, and, and sustainability is going to mean something different for every single person. Using the real estate review analogy, if you love doing those real estate reviews at that level. Like maybe that's something that is for you, but I think there's a lot of different things that go into the sustainability conversation. One is the value of your time, which is goes into your enjoyment factor and also income per hour, but also the value that it's bringing on the other end, right? I think with certain things, there could be a law of diminishing returns. Well, there's a law of diminishing returns really with anything, right? It's like square footage in a house. You know, that first square foot is the most expensive. The last square foot is the least expensive. I don't know, Matt. If it's like a three square foot house, I'm not buying it. I get that. Okay. I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just. But try building a three square foot house for, you know, a hundred dollars a foot. Not going to happen. Very little bathroom. It's more of a shed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a closet. You know, but the price per square foot on a 10,000 foot house, all things else being equal, you know, is going to be lower than a 3,500, 4,000 square foot house. So 
you have to like look at this sustainability from a wholesome perspective. And I think it starts with using this food analogy of what is comfortable for you to be able to show up every day, every week, consistently. Let's start with how you can show up sustainably. So the Beef Wellington, so good. I said this so good. before. I'm, I totally lost Matt before we hit record. Yeah. I mentioned Beef Wellington, and he literally started whispering the words Beef Wellington over and over and over again. For those of you who love steak, think about the last time you had a Beef Wellington. If it was recent, good for you. But then think about the gap from the last time you had it before then. It's probably a long time because it's not a common menu item at restaurants because it is not a simple dish to prepare. I mean, I've never ordered a beef Wellington in my life, Matt. And I have a feeling that we're going to have beef Wellington next time we get together. Oh, we're, we're, we're totally going to have to have beef Wellingtons now. Making it at home. I mean, and I'm sure the process is not overly complicated, right? But to be able to perfectly prepare a steak inside of this delicious huff pastry type thing and getting it right without being able to like look inside to see if it's right is not easy. And so doing that every single night for dinner is going to be tough. Clams and linguine, it sounds like a pretty tough thing to me. My go-to after college for myself was chicken and beans, right? You know, pop some chicken in the oven, get some beans. It was good. It was healthy, fueled me up. It was easy. And I could sustain that. If I ever needed dinner, like that was there. And having that system in place prevented the fast food, the DoorDash, which didn't exist right out of school for me. We had Seamless Web, which was good. But the sustainable options prevent you from going to the fast food, right? They prevent you from the things that you can fall into a trap of doing repetitively, thinking that you're doing something that's good because you're fueling yourself or your business, like just emailing out real estate reviews, which by the way, there's, I know there's some people who do it and see success with it. We can come back to that conversation. But if you have that sweet spot of, yeah, I can spend 30 minutes to an hour every week and get two to four real estate reviews prepared and scheduled, right? Awesome. Make that the sustainable option. And then you can always go up and down on the scale depending on what life throws at you week over week. So I think with the, like, when I look at like how I eat, I primarily eat. And when people ask me like my diet and things like that, whenever that comes up, because it oddly does come up, I usually tell people I eat for optimal performance. That's how I eat. I don't eat for the enjoyment of food, for the flavor of food. I do enjoy a really nice meal, by the way, like going out and having a really nice steak, having really nice prepared food. I, I love it. But when it comes to day to day, I am constantly managing my energy is what I'm trying to do. I'm always, you know, if, if I don't eat enough, I am sluggish later in the day. If I don't eat right when I wake up, like I have to have a certain amount of protein that I know in my in my body and a certain amount of water so that I can show up in the the next handful of four or five hours at my best that I can possibly be for the people that are around me. I literally eat to make the machine work. And I think that when we look at our business, we don't think of it as that machine that we're making work and say, okay, what is the best food, the best energy that I can put into this machine that's going to give me very consistent, very good results? And again, I can get by with, as I said, certain amount of protein. When it comes down to lunches, it's very calculated lunches of what I'm putting in. And I'm not sitting there going like, oh, but it would be so great to have this fancy whatever. It's like, no, I'm just 
operating a machine is what I'm doing. And real estate reviews, we use that as an example, but it happens in all the systems, Matt. You know, you, you get someone that notes, calls, yeah. burns himself out on handwritten notes. And it's like I I've said before, and maybe maybe I'm the problem, Matt. I've said before, <laughs> like, you know, write write notes that really make an impact in somebody's world, like really make them stop and be like, that's the note. That's what really I needed to hear right now. And I think that, um, you know, we should strive for that with every note. But I mean, I sit there, I watch people that turn notes, writing one note into a half an hour process. And then you look at that and you go, well, is that sustainable all the time? Like you got 10 notes at a half an hour a piece. I mean, we're talking about five hours to get 10 notes out the door. Like, every week. Not sustainable. At some point, something's got to give. And there's better uses of managing the time around that to get even better results. So I think like this is where I want people to start to literally look at their systems, look at their time, look at their energy they're putting in the day. Using the food analogy, because it's just kind of a good place to start. You can it's it's more of a it's something that everybody else has a little bit more of a grounding kind of piece with to go like, okay, I understand how I eat on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, we all need to eat. And there are people that try to go for the eat for the enjoyment level of it. And I think that, uh, you know, again, it's just not sustainable. Something's got to give on both sides. Two things. One is I think as realtors, we overcomplicate things with our opinions of like, ooh, this is what makes things better, Right without looking at what is effective, right? Like you say, feeding the machine. It's like, well, what is really providing the ultimate value to the end user here? How can I be of great service to my people? And my wife's been doing this diet program and and this person she was talking to in there had said, it's about the chairs, not the table. And and I've always said this to people is like, when you're going out to eat, like don't focus on what you're going to eat, focus on the people that are with you. And right. And, And that's what this, I think, a lot of times with real estate reviews, with notes, with calls, we focus on the table, meaning like what's going on the table, what's the food, what's the design there, without thinking about who are the people sitting in the chairs. That's what really matters when we're connecting and building relationships. And this is a relationship-based business. And so the first thing we should be focusing on is the chairs, right? Now, I'm going to throw a curve here too, because I also think we need to bring in adaptation to this. You mentioned handwritten notes. Great book that um, one of my clients, Dennis Tuttle, sent to me is called The Mr. Thank You Project, written by John Israel. Now, many of you are probably familiar with um, 365 Thank Yous, also titled as A Simple Act of Gratitude by John Kralik, which is about his journey of writing one thank you note a day. John Israel did 365 days of writing five notes a day. Now, you talk about unsustainability, like yeah, that could be not sustainable if he's spending an hour and a half to two hours plus every day writing those notes. But you adapt, right? You get better at those things. If you want to be Wellington every single night, you could do it, right? You'll get better at it. So it's really the level of sustainability also relies on what is your commitment to that and what is that going to look like one month, two months, one year from now, if you do commit to this, what seems non-sustainable at the moment, but we will adapt to being sustainable as we move down the road. And I think so, for example, if you're going to do that hour-long real estate review, maybe that'll shorten up to doing that in 20 minutes. So here's, here's where I love your adaptation part of this discussion. 
is that let let's just say you're a, a cook and you're just say I, I will never make I will never eat store bought pasta. All right, it's just not going to happen. I always make fresh pasta. That's the way you're supposed to eat pasta. You make it fresh, and boom, you know we're good to go. Now, if you are going to hand make fresh pasta every single night, there's people out there going, no way. You know, all the process that it takes of making the dough, rolling it out, you know, getting the you know, the machine, you got to run it through to make the strips of pasta, like all these pieces that go into making homemade pasta, they're like, I know, like it's just not going to be an every night meal. At the same time, if it was a standard that you set for yourself of this is, I'm going to eat pasta every single night because I love it so much and I'm only going to make or enjoy homemade pasta you make it in big batches is what you do. You make it and you hang it up and you let it dry. You get a system going and you're like, you know what? It becomes part of your routine too. Mondays are my pasta making day. And I set aside hour for it and I make all the pasta for the entire week. I've got a place that I can hang it up and dry it. I got a spot that I can store it in. And now it's something that's like, well, yeah, if you plan ahead, just like my my mother-in-law's friend has fresh bread. She never buys bread from the store. And everybody goes, how in the time do you have to make all this bread? She's like, oh, I've got a bread maker and I make like three loaves of bread at the beginning of the week and I make it on this certain day and we just always have fresh bread in the house and it's cheaper and it's better for you and all these things. Like She has a system around it that if you don't understand the system, you can look at that very easily and go, how do you have time to do that? But when you have a system and you've adapted now to it and you figured it out, it's like, well, yeah, it is easily sustainable. So, Matt, I love this because there are some really high-end, awesome real estate reviews, handwritten notes, any of the systems that we can look at and go, wow, that person has nailed down the system, the basic system to make sure that they can sustain doing it at that level every single time. I don't want anybody listening out here who's doing a, a massive, awesome real estate review to go, oh my gosh, Garrett Matter telling I need to like change it up to like make it more like just normal or you know, no, 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 no. Please don't do that. No. Yeah. This is not what we're saying at all. If you have a system that you are like, it's easy for me, I can produce them at that high level every single time. We've got a plan for it. Run with it and do it. If you're one of the ones out there, though, that are going, I keep trying to do real estate reviews. I try to do them at this certain level, and I always get roadblocks. I get bumped down. I get struggle with how in the world to get this done every single time to get these out. Take it down. Start looking at like a meal and go, am I trying to cook chicken and rice or am I trying to cook a beef wellington right now? I just don't want you to go down to the level of fast food. Yes. Like that's not going to produce you the result you want. And that's where I see people fall back to. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today is I see people that just go, well, damn it, I can't do the beef Wellington. So I'm just going to give out fast food. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's a middle ground in here. There is. And I think, you know, such a great point too. And because we're definitely not saying don't do this high level thing. And we're also not saying there isn't a time for maybe hitting the drive through. Right. But a lot of this, I think, comes down to like, what are you willing to commit to? What do you really want? And when you analyze that, particularly now around business planning is, is get a really good picture of where your threshold is right now so that you don't give yourself a plan that two weeks in, you're just like, um, um, no, this isn't going to work. 
It's like you can build up to things too. You can build in that growth of your own actions. And I'm not talking about growth of results. Well, growth of your own actions will lead to results. Isn't that the beauty of it? So look at like, hey, how do I want to commit? What do I want to commit to? And what am I willing to do to sustain that commitment as well, right? And so it could be, hey, I want to do Beef Wellington every night, but I know that I'm going to struggle to do that right off the bat. So what I'm going to do is already have my staple of clams and linguine as an example, (laughs) which I think for anybody would be a complicated dish. But I'm going to just have that ready to go too. So if for some reason, I'm just like, I can't do the Beef Wellington. Yep. Boom. I got that versus I'm going to McDonald's, right? I have a salad ready to go. Whatever it is, prep your systems for a higher baseline so that when you fall back, you're you're still at that level that you can perform and provide that value so that you're not, you know, sneaking below this law of diminishing returns, I guess, where now you're just putting out junk. And I'm not saying that that I no, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna just stand by that statement. I'll stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, people are like, oh, I'm sitting out as junk. And I'm like, well, it kind of depends on what it looks like. So when and we have seen everything go out. I have had so many people come to me going, like, this is my real estate review I've been giving out. And what do you think? And it's like, oh gosh, it's like I'd rather you not do it at all. And this is where I look at like fast the fast food side type of stuff. It's like I'd rather you didn't eat it at all. Is there a way that we can figure out how to set yourself up for success every day where you're not ending up in the drive-thru every single night grabbing dinner? Like, How can we plan better to get a sustainable, good meal in your body so that your body functions at the highest level it possibly can? That's all we're doing. It's just This is a plan ahead. I know for a fact in my house... If at the beginning of every week, we check in with all the household, all of my roommates, because my my family is now old enough, I refer to them as roommates. <laughs> They're not my kids living in my house anymore. They are roommates. My son's still my kid. He still, he still gets priority over everybody else. But as we're looking at this, like we check in. What do you guys need? What do we have? Like What, what are the things that are important to you so that you're going to be happy this week with food in the house? And and like my son's easy. He's like, just give me some of the salads. I just need to be able to have some protein, a you know, thing of cooked chicken that I can throw on top of lettuce and a little bit of salad dressing. And I'm a happy kid. And I'm like, sweet. Like that, that's your meal. I'm gonna make sure we have those in the house. That and sandwiches. Just gotta make sure there's just enough stuff to make sandwiches for the 15-year-old kid. And he's a happy boy. Yeah. You just have to plan ahead. But if you don't, the likelihood of my daughter grabbing my son and them running to the store and coming back with a bag of Takis and a whole... And if anybody knows what Takis are, stay away from them. They're bad news. I don't. Yeah. Matt's like never had them before. <laughs> um, they're one of those things that you're like, you have a couple and you're like, oh, these are oddly addicting. And then you realize you're like, what in the world am I eating? You start looking at this kind of stuff and it's like easy stuff to grab, but then you have the kids around the evening going like, I don't feel very good right now. Why did I eat that? And then my daughter, who's kind of a crazy health nut, is like, why don't we have good food in the house right now? We didn't plan the week out properly. And that's just what we just got to get ahead of in our business. So Matt, I love the adaptation because again, I think for a lot of people, they're like, like my mom with clams and linguine. She can throw together that dish so darn fast and it's delicious because she's done it for every week of my life and probably before I was on this planet. And yeah, it's just a system. She knows exactly how much onion, exactly how much garlic, exactly how many, you know, 
I know there's people out there that are going, what? <laughs> canned clams? Yes, canned clams. That's how she makes it. And not fresh pasta, but sustainable dinner for our household. I still remember it as a kid every single week that happened on, I think it was Wednesday nights. Thursday nights was spaghetti night. I like it. So I like where you went with that, Matt. Speaking of having a plan, it is business planning season. And so your brokerages may be doing some business planning with you. If you're involved with coaching, we have business planning, in-depth, very detailed stuff. So if you've been thinking about signing up with a coach or whatnot, now might be a good time because we kick off business planning on November 1st with our coaching people. We also have mastery options called Business Strategies Mastery, which this can be found at ninjaselling.com. If you click on the mastery tab up at the top where it's under coaching, I think then mastery, you can see, hey, when's the next business strategies where we're going to go in-depth on building a really high quality business plan. And Larry Kendall is going to be doing his three-hour virtual webinar, which he's done for the past few years, calling it a little something different, calling it the Ninja Roadmap, because it's really designed to help you really kind of plan out a great map to help you stay on course throughout the year so that even if you fall a little off track, you can just pull out that map and get yourself right back on course. And you can find out when that stuff is going to be at ninjaselling.com as well. And we have an amazing community, Garrett. We forgot to mention that up at the front because I encouraged us to just dive right in. Head over to Facebook, search for the Ninja Selling Podcast. We're also going to share this stuff in there for y'all so that you guys can set yourselves up for an amazing 2024 and build in sustainability without burnout and then increase your adaptation so that all of a sudden, now you're performing at a higher level saying, man, how did I get here? This is amazing. And I'm not burnt out at all. And that's a beautiful thing. So check that stuff out. Appreciate you guys a whole lot. 13,500 people in the community now. Lots of people. And as always, what I'm blown away by is I just had somebody the other day got a hold of me asking if they should post a certain question in the, in the group. And I said, throw it in there, like get it into the group and let's see what happens. And she got bombarded with great ideas and suggestions. Not all of them she wanted to hear, <laughs> but that's the beauty of the group is you can throw that in and, and kind of decipher what, what it works for you and what you need to take away from it. Don't just take it at face value. If someone says that doesn't work, take into consideration maybe what marketplace they're in and go like, well, of course that doesn't work in downtown New York. Uh, I'm not in downtown New York. I'm you know out in, the, out in the boonies. I'm out in the sticks of Colorado. We've got a different game plan here. Uh, so just take that all into consideration when you ask questions into that group that you're going to get all different sides of different realtors with different businesses and different parts of the market. But uh, all in all, one of the most supportive groups I've ever been around. So thank you all for being who you are in there. And uh, if you're not part of that community, come and join us. It's uh, you'll learn a ton. You don't need to. You can just you can be a fly on the wall and just take it all in and just watch what's going on. That's okay. Yeah, and a lot of people are. I mean, with over thirteen thousand people. So guys, join us there. Garrett and I are there. It's an awesome time. There's even going to be more stuff that's going to be coming within that group, more content, more really good stuff for you guys as we get prepared for 2024 ourselves and continuing to feed the Ninja Nation with just amazing stuff so that we can transform the industry together. So guys, have an amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. By the way, you guys fill our cup up by listening and sharing and doing all of those things. So we appreciate you a whole lot. And We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Garrett. Thank you, sir. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjaselling podcast.com. 
There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.